The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. In the course of his teaching, Jesus said to the crowds, Beware of the scribes who like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in synagogues, and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows and as a pretext to recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a very severe condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. This weekend, Mother Church invites us to reflect upon our faith, especially through the lens of our generosity. She does so with the story of two widows. Widows, of course, were women who really could not take care of themselves in the culture of the day. Not having a husband, and especially if one didn't have a son as a child, then you basically were at the mercy of whoever else was around you. To be a widow meant that you needed to be cared for by someone else. So, these are important stories for us because they show people who couldn't care for themselves. In both accounts, they go and they give generously of themselves. In the gospel, we see that the woman is one half of basically what are two different types of generosity. One, those who give of their surplus wealth, those who give basically what, what's comfortable, what's you know, kind of uh, the over and above. They take care of their own needs. Everything's provided for. The bills are paid. The food's, uh, you know, the food's ready to go. Everything is good, and then whatever's left over is given to be able to put to the Lord's service. The women, this woman in particular in the gospel, as the Lord points out, it says she comes and she gives not of her surplus wealth, but of her livelihood. She gives literally everything that she has, which consists of all of two cents. And yet the Lord points out that she is the one who is given the most, more than anybody else. These two types of generosity are still certainly alive. It's an easy temptation for us to be able to give of the Lord whatever we have left over. I myself do it rather frequently when it comes to prayer. Lord, I know, desires the first fruits of my day. He desires the best part of my day to give him the first part of the morning to be able to set aside time to be able to pray, to worship, to adore. And yet how often and how easy it is for me personally to be able to be busy about so many things and then at the end of the day, give the Lord whatever's left. Whatever time I have left before I need to go to bed, he can have that part. You know, the, the leftovers, essentially. The stuff that I've already used up, you know, is no longer given. And yet the Lord asks not for our extras, not for our leftovers, not for our surplus, but of our everything. 
to be generous, to give to him until it hurts. Because it shows that we trust him. This is what we see in the two women. Both cases point to this reality. Elijah, the prophet in our first reading from 1 Kings, he comes and he comes to the widow of Zarephath, who in the midst of a famine that has struck the nation, she comes and she has basically nothing left. The famine has come, she's a widow, her husband has died, the only son that she has, her only child, is young, not even able to work yet to, to be able to, to earn any money, to hopefully maybe even provide food for themselves and for others as needs be. They have none of this. All they have, all she has, is a little bit of flour, a little bit of oil, enough to make a couple of cakes for herself and for her son. And after that, death. There's no more food. And we have no means to get anything more. So, this is what she's resigned herself to. She's out gathering sticks for her last supper. And in the midst of this, Elijah comes and he says, please drink, bring me a drink of water, which she can do. But then he goes over and above and he says, please bring me some bread as well. She begins to explain the situation. I only have a little bit, just enough for my son and myself. And we're going to die shortly after because we don't have anything more. We don't have enough to share. And he says, okay, well, bring me some bread. <laughs> Because the Lord says, your flour won't run empty and the oil won't run dry. In hearing this, she placed her trust in the Lord. She goes back to her house and makes what she presumes could have been her last meal. But because she trusts in the Lord, because she places all of her faith in him, because she knows that the Lord can provide and she trusts in the word of the prophet... She's willing to give the Lord everything she has. And the Lord responds. Indeed, for the next year, it recounts how indeed the flour never ran out, the oil never ran dry. The Lord provided. So to win the gospel, we hear of the other widow who comes and places those two small coins in the treasury. But it seemed as if it was nothing. And yet it was everything. It was easy for someone to come and provide their large bag of money, silver and gold, placed in the treasury that all might marvel and see. And she comes and places two pennies. When it comes down to it, looking at the comparison rates, it was basically, she shouldn't even have done that. <laughs> in comparison with the others gave, what does it matter? And yet she gave generously to the Lord because she knew that she should. She needed to give of herself, to give everything to the Lord, to the Lord who indeed she knew would provide for her. And in this act of faith, giving away even the meager amount that she had, she had every right to be able to try to take it for herself, to claim it for herself, to be able to go and to say, you know, <laughs> these other people have all of this money, they have all this wealth, they have everything they need, they have husbands, they have sons, they have family to provide for them. I have only these two coins, Lord. Let me keep that. It would have been easy for her to take it to herself, to try to provide for herself. And yet the Lord asks of her to continue to place faith. So she gives these coins. We don't know the rest of the story, but I'm quite certain that 
the Lord provided for her too, just as he did for the widow of Zarephath. The reality is that our generosity when it comes to the Lord oftentimes is an expression of our faith, or sometimes our lack thereof. When we give only what's extra, what's left over, when we give, as our Lord says, of our surplus, it kind of implicitly says within our hearts, Lord, I love you, I honor you, I worship you, I give of myself to you, but I like to have plan B just in case things don't work out. (laughs) It's an honesty thing. It's normal for us to want to be able to make sure that things work out, to always have a plan B. But to give generously of ourselves until it hurts, until it costs us something. To be able to give it generously to the point that we don't know how things are going to work out, but we trust that they will. Is a place where it gives us an opportunity to really see the hand of the Lord at work. In short, if we don't allow ourselves to give generously to the point of suffering, we won't usually see the hand of the Lord working with us. Because we've already provided for ourselves. Why does the Lord need to? Why does he need to do anything more for us? We've already got ourselves taken care of. But if we sign over something of ourselves, knowing that we're kind of taking a chance, as if we're signing our house payment for the month, knowing good and well that we don't have that actual amount in our checking account, but trusting that the Lord will provide for us, This is where the Lord begins his work in dramatic ways. This is one of the incredible things that we have the ability as as Christians, as children of God the Father, is we can see the providence of the Lord for us. We can see how he actually does want to and will provide for us in our times of need. It doesn't happen every time. It doesn't happen usually in the way we like it, in the manner that we desire things to be done. But the Lord who took dirt and made a man, who took five loaves and fed 5,000, who took water and made the choicest of wines, can take whatever we are willing to give to him. And he can do incredible things, much to our surprise. Just after Mass this morning, after preaching, someone else came to me and recounted his own experience of something similar, of giving even though it meant we may not make the bills this month. And the Lord responded. I'm sure one or two of you can do the same. To be able to be generous to the point of questioning ourselves is a dramatic expression of faith. And this is really what the Lord desires of us. It doesn't matter what we, what we give financially wise. If $5 is the most that we can give, God be praised. If $5 is what it takes to be able to bring us to the question mark of, can I make it from here? The Lord knows that. He honors that. What he desires is the willingness of the heart. It's not the dollars and cents. It's our faith that the Lord desires. It's our faith that he wants us to be able to give and to give most generously. To show that we trust him. That we know him. That we love him. We believe that he'll provide for us. Indeed, he desires to do it. It says, we offer this Holy Mass. This is what we desire from the Lord. That he might help us to continue to be generous. That he might help us to be mindful always of his providence. To help us to recognize it when it comes forth from his hands. 
And we pray above all that the Lord in this Mass, as we come to celebrate and to receive this Eucharist, that his grace will pour out in great abundance to increase within us his holy virtues, and especially that of faith. And so we ask the Lord Jesus to increase our faith, increase our hope, and especially to increase our love for him, willing to suffer whatever it is that he desires.